0: Broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rant's Hollywood Talk. Well, 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 I'm back with a life update and a podcast update. I'm filling you in on all the latest with what I can't stand to watch lately, and I'm giving my critique of the Fire Island movie. Of course, I'm sharing my thoughts on Britney Spears' big wedding day. We've got a lot to discuss. Let's go. I feel tremendous guilt about it. I, I know I usually have a co-host on with me each week. This time, it's just going to be me. I feel like I have to get caught up with you guys. Um, I, I do. I feel guilt that I haven't done an episode. I have really found other things that I have been working on. Um, I'll update you on my life, but um, bottom line is uh, I stopped watching Housewives and I stopped watching so much television because I had so much to take care of that I really wasn't motivated to talk about much. I didn't really have the strong opinions that I usually have because I've just kind of been trying to maintain. I mean, haven't we all? And, you know, the show is going to be turning seven in August. And, you know, I've been very consistent uh, except for like the last year. And, um, you know, I do feel bad about that. But I mean, the last seven years, just think about it. Everyone's had something come up. So I mean, ultimately, all pretty good things. I'm still in New York for the time being. I I am, however, moving yet again. Um, I got priced out of my last apartment. I mean, a lot of people did. There was a tremendous increase, and now I uh, moved to another apartment that is, you know, not great. You can probably hear all the noise outside the window as I'm recording this, despite my best efforts. Uh, I am uh, trying to get to the next level in life, aren't we all? Um, I completely kind of redid everything and have taken uh, new um, stock and everything in my life. I left HBO, which there's like no hard feelings at all. I put my hat in the ring for a job at Wondery, uh, which is an Amazon company, and they produce podcasts. And I just figured this is a job I can do. Let me see. Let me see. And I went for it, and I got it. So that's changed. With that comes an apartment change. And, you know, I love the summer, so I was able to get a share in Fire Island. So that's been pretty nice to get out of here. I realize more than ever I really need to be near the water. I need to be near some form of water. Uh, I need to simplify in my life. I've been going to therapy. I need peace. And um, I'm really not getting any of that in my current scenario. So a lot is developing. What can I say? So that's what I've been doing. I've been doing the gym, trying to get mentally fit and physically fit and, um, feeling good about that. So that's where I've been directing my energy. And I obviously, I honestly just want to be honest with everyone. I've been also trying to be really more, a little more positive. I mean, Coming on here and screaming about what a clown Andy Cohen is, you know, it's not the best energy to be carting around. And I still have my opinions on him. I think he's absolutely more foolish than ever. He did some interview with Jeff Lewis Live. He didn't even answer any questions. Like, he just he knows how to play the PR game, you know. He just drives me crazy. But he's on a long list of people that drive me crazy, as you know. Um, I'm still, however, looking at the view. It actually is up on the computer next to me on pause. I don't know why I'm looking at this, but um, that show remains as awful as ever. Now, I'm going to have to do something I told myself I would not do, and that is to start paying for Peacock. And I, as you know, I am a former NBC employee. I uh, was done the dirty by them, meaning I, was, I built out a successful project that won awards and uh, was let go. Because of budgets and other stupidity. So I've been like definitely still a little bitter about it. Um, Even though I've so moved on. And I realized how underpaid I was in that position for all that I was doing. You know hindsight 2020. But uh, nevertheless so happy for that experience. Because it got me to where I am today. You don't have to be grateful for all the stumbling blocks. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. But um, I didn't want to pay for Peacock. I I was like what is worth paying for? But I'm going to because there's this new show, as you know, I'm sure, The Ultimate Girls Trip, Season 2, at Dorinda's house. And I love a mashup. I love an all-stars. I love a best of. I love a mix. So I'm definitely going to be watching this. And the more I thought about it, I said, you know what, if I'm motivated enough to watch this, why don't I bring back... The, ru- the Rundown, the Real Housewives Rundown. I did this two seasons ago for Roni, Real Housewives in New York City. And um, that was that really got me through quarantine. This now, this Ultimate Girls Trip, seven episodes, two are being released on June 23rd. So that's a pretty digestible project for me to take on. I said on Instagram and I realized that my life is not going to slow down. And I, there's never going to be a perfect time for me to come back and add this into the mix. So I'm going to just go for it. And I'm going to have a co-host or co-hosts we'll see I'm thinking about doing a video version now I just fooled around with zoom I realize now that to have a blurred background you have to pay for zoom premium I'm not interested in paying for that either what is that? 15 dollars a month for a blurred background. Now I you know I, I love interior design. My current living situation is not conducive for you know a nice background. It, I'm moving. I mean I'm gonna be moving throughout the process of the like mid to late summer. So while this show, Ultimate Girl Trip is running, I don't want to be seeing brown boxes and broken down things behind me. I, I just would like to have a nice clean background. But now you need to set up a green screen because now you can't replace the background if you don't pay for premium. I don't know. Is it worth the $15 a month to have a, a, a static background that's green? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, but I'm looking forward to doing that, honestly. That's my roots, you know, going back and giving commentary, looking at uh, reality TV, specifically housewives and relationships. We know that these Housewives are all-stars. We know that they really do bring it, and they all have a complex history. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's the right fit for me, and I really hope that you'll join me and listen to it. I'm going to try to get it up on YouTube as well. I noticed these video pods are really, really hot right now. So you know what? I figured, why not? Dust it off. Let's do it. So I'm I'm looking forward to it genuinely. So what else? I'm not looking at Real Housewives of Dubai. No. I don't know. Isn't it interesting? They premiere the show during Pride Month in a location, and you know what I'm going to say, a lot of people know this by now, a location where it's basically illegal to be gay, and, you know, this Bravo has a fairly gay-friendly audience. I think anyone would admit to that. And I just don't see the ratings being that stellar. Of course, maybe it'll grow, but I was really looking at this closely to see is there an appetite for... For another housewives city, is there an appetite for an international city? Now, I love the Cheshire Housewives. I enjoyed the Melbourne Housewives. I even looked at the Auckland Housewives, but uh, you know, I've, I'm really housewived out. I have no interest in these rumored housewives. They want to do Winnecta and uh, one other, two other ones. They wanted to do over on Peacock. I'm I'm all set. I'm all set. I don't need to see any more of them. I think I'll just cycle through the ones that I'm interested in here and there, and that's about it. But Dubai, I really couldn't care less. To me, it's basically like the forum shops at uh, Las Vegas at Caesar's Palace. Like that's how I view Dubai. So I really couldn't care less. Um, I've been listening to Kelly Dodd's podcast. I know, I know, she's problematic, but. I've been listening to her and Rick, and that's how I've been getting my info on Beverly Hills. Uh, we're pretty aligned on Erica. Whew, isn't she awful? Still over there, doing the same games, same stuff. I mean, if she, if she is not a narcissist, show me someone else who is, because I, I'm just looking at this, this woman like she's crazy. Uh, but I don't really care to watch it. That, those little recaps are enough for me. New Jersey, I'm all right with missing that, too. I, I didn't look at it. You know, I'm tired of people like Andy Cohen and folks talking about how wild these reunions are. And you go and you watch them, and it's like verbal assault. You know, it's very, very aggressive. This is my problem with the current Housewives right now. It's too aggressive. It's I've said this in the past, and I'll say it again. I enjoy the absurdity of Housewives. So, sure, put them in Bluestone Manor. You know, I, I, there's that clip out there of Taylor. Taylor Armstrong fighting. Now, Taylor, I don't even know why she was invited. But, I mean, I don't care really about the fights. I want to see the absurdity fall apart. I want to see these women, like, just, you know, bang into each other and all these egos in one house. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the nonsense of these shows. And it's just gotten too serious. And I get it. True crime, especially with the female audience, is massive right now. So all this stuff with Jen Shaw, all this stuff with Erica, it's a big effing deal. And it provides for a lot of clicks, a lot of Twitter interactions. I totally get it. And that's fine. But also, like, are we celebrating criminals? I don't know. Are we celebrating women being pitted against each other? One could argue yes. So I'm just saying, you know, I enjoy them for what they are, but from a little bit of afar these days. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. I'm growing and I, 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 you know, I never wanted to fall out of love with it because this is like bread and butter for, the, for this podcast, but tastes change, you know what I mean? And, you know, I like to look at it from afar and I, I knew I wasn't going to be watching them forever. So I just don't need any more. I don't need any more new cities I'm not interested Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's take a little bit of a turn here at this uh, 10 minute and change mark and talk about Hulu's Fire Island, uh, Fire Island film. I saw the movie two times. One actually in Fire Island at my share house with the housemates, and you know I was so tired. I wasn't drunk. I was just was tired and so i was kind of nodding off so because of that i had to go back and watch it a second time and i actually did enjoy it more the second time i didn't enjoy the concept of this movie at first they were filming this at the end of the season last year and i was really annoyed because they were closing things down uh, around fire island to film the movie and i was there's only like you know a handful of things to do on the island it's it is a beach after all, and I was like, you know, don't cut into my season. <laughs> it's expensive to come here. So selfishly, I wasn't too interested. The cast w- w- didn't really interest me. I can't say I'm like a massive fan of anyone on there, but um, I will give them their credit where it's due. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a review. If this was a news article or a review in print, the title of my review would be Review, colon, Fire Island. Bowen and Yang pouts in a tank top for an hour and forty-five minutes. I mean, that's really my takeaway from this film. Uh, it was a lot of that. Uh, I don't know what else to say. You know, it was trying to be a rom-com, and it was in many different ways. I gotta give credit to Joel Kim Booster, who created and wrote it, and you know, basically starred in it. it was in almost every scene. Just to get a film made is so hard. It's so hard to get the funding for these types of things, to get a studio to believe in you, to actually not only make it but to make it during a pandemic. It's a lot. I mean, these studios, they all took hits during uh COVID and you know, this was it's still something that was made. However, it's disappointing to me that these films are still not released in theaters. Uh, what is when, it, when it's released on Hulu, and I'm not saying this in a shady way, but when it's released on Hulu, is that like the equivalent to like a direct-to-DVD release? Because it's not in the theaters. So it's really kind of a shame because I do believe there's an audience for this. Especially like, you know, a lot of straight women are really into gay content. And, you know, it's... it's mix of people who, when you go to a drag show now, I mean, there's just such a mix in the audience. So I think that this one should have been released in a, in a theater. I think it would have been a really groundbreaking moment for LGBT films, really, if they did that, but just, it's just a great thing that it got made. The, the good things are it was well shot. Um, I really enjoyed like that closing shot uh, with the sunset. I thought it was, you know, well put together. It didn't look cheap, I thought it was gonna look cheap. I really did at first. I was like, "What is this?" Like because we're used to, as you know, a queer audience, getting a very low end, low budget series, reality show, uh, digital series. And so I was like, "I don't know. They're really gonna, they can only put money behind this," uh, but they did, and it looked pretty well done to me. However, from a story perspective, I think it um, lacked smaller plots. I think there could have been like a through line throughout there. They had an ensemble cast that they really didn't use. Again, it was a lot of Bo and Yang pouting, and I really didn't need all that. Um, It was, I will say, as someone who goes to Fire Island, I wouldn't say often, but I enjoy it enough. I will say it's not all sex i enjoy it i mean that's not why i'm going i'm going there to relax 90 percent of the time like of course i'm there to have a good time but like i'm there mainly to relax and this was obviously they were leaning into the rom-com aspect of it but one thing they did get right is that time does pass differently there and there is a magic ability there is a magic quality to it and i think that's really worth pointing out like time is just such a construct there and i'm trying to work from there, and it is just those two things do not mesh. I mean, it's like trying to take a, a Zoom meeting in, in Disneyland. I mean, it's difficult. Uh, it's really a, a unique place, but I really hope the film doesn't make a lot of people flock to Fire Island. I really hope not, because it's such a quiet, private place. And I think the way that it's laid out, where there, are, there there's no holiday in there, there's no hotel chains, there there's none of that. So you really have to kind of know someone or pay up the ass to get an apartment or a house or not even an apartment like a room i mean it is expensive so maybe day trippers but i just hope it's not ruined by this and commercialized and i think that's a fear that a lot of people have who go there um in the house that i was staying in fairly mixed reviews uh the main review was that it was long and it was an hour and 45 minutes i can't do it i went to go see a broadway show company actually and that was i think two hours and 45 minutes. My body cannot do that. I am not conditioned for that. I watch things in increments. I watch a lot of clips. I listen to podcasts sometimes in two and three parts. So for me, it's just I am not good with sitting for a long period of time. I don't have ADD, not that I know of, but I, it's, I'm just not conditioned to sit anywhere that long and watch something. But I would recommend looking at this movie. And if you're interested in going to Fire Islands, let me know (laughs) Uh, because I'm always looking for an excuse to go. But not too many people because we we don't need to crowd it. You know, it's just let it live. So that's that. Let's conclude with uh, Brittany's wedding. And uh, I can't help but think of the testimony that she gave not even a year ago where she said, I want the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby and here she is getting married at the property of her own home in a, you know, light pink tent. This is everything I think most Britney fans would have expected from her, a fairy tale vibe. There was a horse-drawn carriage, uh, beautiful shots of her house. Um, I just like that it was a 60-person wedding. That's what they say. That's what they claim. I thought it was 100, but now they're saying 60. And um, I just like that it was. It just seemed very britney This woman has earned it. Uh, Apparently, they said she walked herself down the aisle. Good for her. An independent woman making her way to the front to marry her man. She certainly doesn't need that loser asshole father of hers. She certainly doesn't need her mother, an enabler. She certainly doesn't need Jamie Lynn sitting in the front row on Instagram Live. And she certainly doesn't need any of her business team sitting there either. Former business team, I should say. So, good for her. You know, her brother Brian was supposed to go, and then he was a no-show. I wonder what happened there, because there was a picture of him getting ready to go out or something. Who knows? This could have been an old picture. He could have been going to, you know, I don't know, going to Walgreens. Who knows? But um, I find it odd that she would invite him, because to my knowledge, Brian was complicit in a lot of these things and made money. I, I believe that he... Worked with the management company, allegedly. So I don't know what the deal is with that, but of course, Britney can never have a break. I couldn't believe this when I saw this. Her first husband, Jason Alexander, crashing the wedding, obviously not during, but before. This guy on Instagram Live, I mean, talk about the trash that this woman has in her life. I mean, I don't blame her for not inviting any of them. I mean, this the trash people, this guy coming over the the mountain on Instagram live, and you know, the the security's trying to get him, but they're not they can't lay hands on him. He's running down into the garage, into opening up doors, screaming and yelling, calling for Brittany, saying that she's my first wife. she's my only wife. This guy sounded like a wacko, and he went into the wedding tent. Now, keep in mind, this was all done to be extremely private. I even looked at Brittany's wedding invitation. It got posted, and it was saying, like, due to the privacy of the couple, we ask that this is an unplugged event, and we will check phones. I mean, Brittany did not want any of this. I felt like, what an invasion, not only of your own home, but of your wedding venue during the day of your wedding. So he did get arrested, but mainly because there was an out-of-state or out-of-county warrant for this guy But what a wacko. And, of course, Rosengart, Britney's lawyer, is already on it. But um, I just can't imagine something, like, so terrifying. And I really hope it didn't ruin her day. I mean, this woman's past, the people in it, I don't know what she ever did. Because she is just, it's constant with this one. I mean, I feel terrible for her. She can never catch a break. But the photos looked lovely. I'm so happy for her. I'm happy that she had her moment. I'm so happy the family was not invited. Again, she had Madonna, Drew Barrymore, Paris, Selena Gomez, Donatella Versace, and even again Rosengart at the wedding. So I um I just loved those like pictures and videos. And Britney has an energy about her that reminds me of like when she used to laugh in the early two thousands. She's there with her bare bare feet dancing, and a it looks like a long t shirt. The horse drawn carriage photos like you earned it. You earned it, you made the money, and now you get to spend it how you want to. And you now you get to live how you want to. So I hope that this is a good wedding, good marriage for her. I hope that this is a good future for her, that um, all these toxic people are removed, and that um, all these investigations pay off, and we can finally hold the people accountable that held her captive for all those years. And... Um, it's a big deal. So I'm happy for her. I don't have too much else to say on it, except like I feel terrible about her miscarriage situation. Um, You know, if I were her, I, would, I mean, I know she's all about being a mom. I'm sure her preference is to carry the baby to term. And I think I talked about this on this podcast, but I think maybe at just given her age and what her father did to her, allegedly with the IUD and everything. Maybe she should look into surrogacy, so that way she can really carry out that dream of hers. Um, I really do wish them like the best. Like who wouldn't? Like people don't even realize all that she's been through, and I don't even know at all either. And we'll find out when she writes that book, which apparently she's still doing. But I hope they gave her a couple of weeks off, so she could enjoy the the wedding time. Well, that's it. The next time you'll hear from me, I will be hopefully knock on wood. Uh, posting uh, the first episode of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip and uh, breaking that down. And I'm hoping, honestly, all cards on the table that that will reinvigorate me uh, to get back into this world of pop culture commentary because you know I have an opinion and I love to share it. I love you guys for listening. Continue to support me. I really do, really, really do appreciate that. I'll be back. I'll talk to you soon. This has been Grant's Rants. Follow Grant on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grants Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Original theme music by Alexander Arntzen. The Grant Michael Collection.